Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. Newlyweds on the verge of divorce. Married just three months. Our sex life sucks. She does not like sex, period. And a husband who won't see this coming. Didn't you tell Donnie you had had sex with 27 different partners and it's actually 40? Yeah. The more I'm with her, the more I find out. Lies upon lies. If you knew then what you knew now, would you have married her? And they moved in together after dating just four days? What happened to getting to know each other. A little bit more complex than that. How complex can it get in a week? I didn't have anywhere to go. Well, that clears it up. <laughs> Coming up. Let's do it. I want you to get excited about your life. Here we go. Intense. Stand by, camera set. If you're going to talk to me, you're going to have to be honest. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Showtime. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Stand by, A. It's happening more and more. Newlyweds married only a few months are pulling off their wedding bands and declaring that the honeymoon is officially over. Today, one in 12 couples are calling it quits within 24 months of tying the knot. Now, that's prompting a new phenomena called the two-year itch. It used to be a seven-year itch, didn't it? What is a seven-year itch? Well, we're living in the laser lane, what can I tell you? My first guests have been married for eight months. She says she wants to be treated like a Southern Belle. Uh, yeah. He says his Georgia Peach needs to get off her pedestal. Okay, take a look. My husband and I are considered newlyweds, but the honeymoon phase was over before it ever got started. Now it's like, who cares? You know, we're ready to call it quits. We've talked about divorce already. We started dating in January, had a daughter in November, got married in December. I had to move all the way from Georgia up here to Michigan, and I left behind all of my friends, all of my family. That was a very huge sacrifice. Thank you for calling Z-Line Salons. I may help you. There's no, I don't feel like cutting hair today. If I don't cut hair today, guess what? Some kind of light or water bill or something's gonna get cut off. And she can sit at home and eat bonbons and dip cookies in milk and, and play with the kids and take naps all day, you know? I gotta do this every day. As a husband, he should realize that it takes much more than a roof over your head and your bills paid to keep a happy and healthy relationship. I deliberately stay at the salon extra hours to avoid going home because, you know, I know that when I go home, we're gonna argue about something. Any conversation pretty much is gonna turn into an argument. 
settle down. That's all I want you to do. Just settle down. Uh, there was one fight that we had that had to be the worst fight. I got so fed up that I just snapped. And I said, you're, you're so ungrateful, you know, you, you just, you just, you just, you don't appreciate anything I do. You know, you can just leave and then that hurt her. I definitely demand complete and equal respect for my husband. Marlon thinks he's the king of the castle and that whatever he says goes. I bought her a car as a gift and her reaction was not what I thought it would be. I was not going to fake and, and jump for joy. I walked in and I'm like, honey, look in the driveway. She's like, oh, all right. Thank you. I mean, I said, no hug around the neck, no Toyota jump, no, you know, that's it. You do not surprise your wife, your spouse, with a raggedy hoopty. I'm going to tell you something. That car gets her from A to B. And to me, it makes me feel like you're ungrateful. You are, you are very ungrateful, Shamika. My wife doesn't even support my dream. Just turn your voice down a little bit. What God created me to do was to sing. I got big wheels and I'm ready to roll. I'm sacrificing my music career for the sake of the marriage. He'll end up being there in maybe 10 or 12 hours. I do not see him, and he does not see his children either. I'm hoping that he will realize that we need to be a priority in his life. I'm not ready to quit, you know? I still got a lot of fight in me. So you, you're still plugged in. You don't want this to fall apart. Not at all, Dr. Phil. Uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted, I'm here because I know that there's something good out of this that can happen, help, you know, I, yeah. I don't want it to fall apart at all. And how about you? Where are you in this deal? I'm definitely still very much in love with my husband and I definitely want us to do everything that we, we can possibly do to make sure that we do stay together. How long did you know each other before you moved in together? <laughs> uh, we knew each other probably about a month. No. I believe we it was four days. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't ask quick. questions that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> okay. It's about a week. Okay, yeah. let's just clear that up right now. I told you I came from the litigation <laughs> arena. I don't ask questions I don't already know the answer to. Right. So basically, you knew each other for less than a week before you said, woohoo, let's move in together right. and start playing house, right? It's a little bit more complex than that, but. How complex can it get in a week? I didn't have anywhere to go. I mean. Well, that clears it up. <laughs> But you moved in together in less than a week. Right. Um, what happened to dating for a while? What happened to getting to know each other? What happened to finding out what his values are and his beliefs and his priorities and, and what esteem he would hold you? It kind of was like uh, backwards. We kind of, you know, did it. Yeah, we got during... caught up in the whirlwind and the, the everything just went so fast and the unloveness and we were just like, ah. Oh. You know, it was just like, yeah, I want to be with you. But boy, isn't there a big difference oh, between yeah. falling in love and being in love? Absolutely. Because oh. when you're falling in love, it's all exciting and you're staying Peaches up all crazy. night. Yep. And, and then did that. after that phase is over, it's like, will you turn off that television and shut up? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So you're in the turn off the TV and shut up phase right now. You're, you yeah. guys are living, you're, you're starting to say, okay, we're merging two lives here. Absolutely. Okay. You said you want to be married to like a, a southern gentleman, right? That valued women. Yes, and you can say that. Where yeah, are you from? I'm... In a hurtful way. I'm from Michigan. You're from Michigan. Proudly to say, yes, sir. Michigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from the South, and I mean, it may sound spoiled, it may sound, you know, whatever, but I'm used to being, you know, catered to, and I think every woman wants to be catered to. I mean, just, it's not even, the, it's it, just a little thing. If, uh, if I say, you know, one day, and I told him, it's just a little thing, one day I said, you know what, ooh, I want some ice cream. 
you know, and I looked at my pocketbook, I didn't have any money. And so later he comes to me and says, if you wanted some ice cream, you should have just asked me for $3. And I'm like, you know, even just little stuff like that, you should have been like, oh, baby. She's not telling the whole truth no, of okay, the matter. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, he okay. should have been like, oh, baby, you know what? You want some ice cream? Here, you want me to go get that for you? Or here's the money. If you want to get out, here, you go get that. But at that yeah, time, no, 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 hold on. And we were on good terms at that time. <laughs> I, 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 I want to take a break. Then I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you a real important piece of advice <laughs> as soon as we get back. And it ain't about ice cream, all right? Now, Marlon had a 30th birthday, and it actually turned this marriage upside down, not because he hit the big 3-0, but because of what didn't happen. We'll be right back. my 30th birthday and had a permanent impact on our marriage. I don't buy flowers. I don't bring home little cards and say the right thing. The nice guy me is dead. I don't think my wife respects me. I don't think Marlon respects me. On a scale of 1 to 10, our fights have been high 9. The average fight is a 4 or 5. When are you coming home? Come on, man. <sighs> we are more alike than we are opposite. Oh my god. Me and Shamika are more opposite than the same. Okay, so when is the honeymoon over? Maybe when you figure out you don't know anything about the person you're married to. That's what we're talking about today with Shamika and Marlon. Now, we put these strong-willed people side by side and watch them go head to head to find the exact moment this marriage went south. My 30th birthday, I woke up that morning expecting some type of birthday breakfast. She didn't cook me breakfast. Because I wasn't done or hadn't started at a certain time frame that he thought I should have, he made a comment about, oh, you're not going to cook me breakfast? And, and her rebuttal to that wasn't, yes, I planned on cooking breakfast. It was, I'm sorry. That incident had a permanent impact on our marriage. You only have one 30th birthday. Well, every birthday is a one-time birthday. You only turn each age once. That's the sarcasm I have to deal with. No birthday dinner, no card, no balloon, no cake, no ice cream. The nice guy me is dead. That hurts your feelings. It did more than hurt my feelings. I mean, like I said on the interview, that I, I think there's a lot of birthdays, even as a child growing up, there are certain birthdays that mean, that should mean something, they're memorable. And, that day, it just was like, uh, it was her opportunity, I felt, to show me how much she appreciates my role in the home. It's to show me what I do every day, taking care of the kids, financially, you know, just, just doing what I do. It was her day to just really just go overboard, you know? Not just on a, honey, I appreciate you, rub my chest, and you know, oh, you're so sweet, you know, what we do without you? But just that day could have been Marlon's special day because I'm overlooked and as well as she may feel she's overlooked. But you, you want her to appreciate you as the man, as the husband. Do you appreciate her Absolutely. as a wife and a partner? She is a great wife and a great uh, provider for our children. She takes good care of the children. Um, she's a, she, there was a time we had happy moments, you know, up until April, you know, it just, everything went downhill. As soon as I put invested time into our business and then the salon and she just, it's just like anything that takes away from her attention, she gets jealous no, and she... There, there is definitely a cutoff. Dr. Phil, he will leave and go to work at 9 o'clock in the morning. Okay, he'll see my kids for, our kids for five minutes, 10 minutes. Hey, bye, you know, I love you. And he'll come home 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. The children don't see him again till in the morning for those five minutes. I don't see him again until... But it takes until, time to start a business. I know, but there has still, to be a balance. It's still not even complete. We're 80% per, you know, complete in the, in, the, in the inside of my salon. How, how do you measure success? 
hard work. Hard work and determination. That's how you get it. How do you measure it? What, what is success? Sometimes money to some people, but success is, is peace. Is it bringing you peace? It could. It wasn't a question. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, that's why we're here. I mean, you, exactly. It's not bringing me but peace. Let no. me tell you some things that, that Shamika said to us. Because we ask her, as a wife, do you think you're treated as an equal, as a partner, as, as someone that's loved and cherished and respected? And she said, not even almost. He said, he doesn't even consult me on financial decisions, buying a house, a car, opening the salon, starting a modeling agency, whatever. And he'll go and get a loan for a house, all in his name. She said in a letter to me, I quote, he wants me to be, quote, the good little wife who speaks only when spoken to, it's not true. keeps the house clean, keeps his belly full, keeps his kids, and that's it. What do I get? A rusty, dented up car. That's not true. That's uh, not true I at saw all. the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not Dr. Phil, and I can't I, go and buy her a Bentley, and, and, and no and, disrespect. And, I mean, <laughs> I'm just teasing you about the car, because I think a car is a car, and you buy what you can afford, and that's fine. Amen. But what I'm not teasing you about is the fact that she feels like you want her to shut up and take care and of you. that's not true. That, but she feels that way. Absolutely. True? Yes, I Did do. I say I that right? I definitely, I definitely do feel but that way. But we've talked about that, Dr. Phil, and, 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 and what, what happens is this. My wife doesn't open up until the breaking point, until she's actually reached the point of boiling temperature, and then I find out what she wrote you. Does she look to you like somebody that doesn't know what she's thinking? No, she doesn't. She looks like somebody yeah, look at her. Thinking. Does she look to you like somebody you want to mess with? <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I want to be happy. It's not about me being right all the time. And Apparently that's what I was it say. is it's, because it's not you. Dr. Yeah, well, but wait a minute. See, I'm not like her. I don't, I don't wait until I keep it all in and then I blow up and just yell and scream. I say it all along the way, and that way I don't lose my place. Right. Okay. And I'm the same way, so I guess I'm yeah. going to be, you're, you're bigger than I am and older, so I'm, I'm going to shut up and all let right. you do your job. That's good. See, he ain't all dumb. He's <laughs> no, not all dumb. If no, he would so, only have the attitude with me. Yeah, there you go. Do you want this marriage to work? And if you do, you're going to have to abandon a whole lot of positions and embrace a whole new strategy. You're going to have to abandon some positions and embrace a whole new strategy. If that's what you want to do, I can tell you how to make this work. I want. really can tell you how to make it work. I don't know if you'll do it or not, but I can tell you the formula it's going to take to make this work. You want to hear it? Yes. Absolutely. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> because I'm going to do that as soon as we come back. I want to talk to you today about relationships. There is an element of human nature that causes everybody at some level to approach every situation saying, what's in this for me? That is a selfishness that is just created within us and it can cause tension because relationships require sacrifice. They require compromise. In order to receive, you truly have to be willing to give so you can get back what it is you feel you need the most. So let me appeal to your greed for a minute. I want you to create in yourself some social IQ, some emotional IQ, and recognize the best way to have a great partner is to be a great partner. Trust me, 
If your partner is having a great time, if your partner is really experiencing fun and love and joy in your life, so will you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. I imagine I would be Marlon's best friend when we got married. The stuff that I pictured we would be doing together is being occupied by his best friend, Lenny. Shamika is jealous of our relationship. Marlon has called me because he was upset about what's going on at home. He'll hang out with Lenny, but he never has time for me. All right, we're talking to newly married couples whose marriage, they say, is already on the rocks. Now, Shamika and Marlon are desperately looking for a way to save their already damaged marriage. You, too, are a couple of right fighters. You want to be right. And you're a good arguer. You're a good advocate. You want to be right. And so you'll get in there and yuck, 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 and you'll just talk until the world looks flat. You, on the other hand, just kind of lay back and say, yeah, whatever. Okay, go right ahead. And you, it just builds up, you know. And, and she'll say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're always right. She said, really, it's okay. And then you hear under her breath as she goes out the door, I'll burn you in your bed, you son of a bitch. That's exactly yeah, what she yeah. does, I okay. swear. Always yeah. under the breath, but never just stand up to me and say, honey, you're not going to talk to me like that. You know, sometimes I... I do, and I have. But and, it's and already I, and I talk... too late. It's, it's when she's blown up. It's, By that it's... point, you're arguing, right? Right. Okay. No, 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 not all the time. Not all the time. There have been times when I have talked to him, uh, especially about the time thing. The time thing is the number one thing. Oh, sorry. If you want this marriage to work, you got to stop being right fighters. You need to wake up every single morning, and your number one thought needs to be, what can I do today to make her life better? That's what you need to do every morning. You need to wake up and say, what can I do today to just make her light up? What can I do to just make her feel like the most loved, appreciated, cherished woman in the world? And if you don't have that feeling, if you can't get there, if you don't have that in you, you need to admit that now. That's your formula if you want her to be happy. And you know what you need to do? You need to wake up every single morning and ask yourself, what can I do to make his life better today? What can I do to make him know that I am proud of him? What can I do to make him know that I support him and that I'm involved with him? And if you both have that attitude and go into this, then you truly will see a change. This isn't a competition. If you're in a competition with your wife, competition means there's a winner and a loser. You want your wife to lose? 
Let me tell you, you don't. Because when you argue her down, when you argue her down and you're just, and she finally just says, okay, or blows up, did you win? No way. You may have carried the day, but if you hear nothing else, hear this, women have a long, long memory. They have a long memory. And, and, and you've got to understand that this is an intelligent, vibrant woman that wants to feel like she's involved and engaged in this relationship. Here's the formula for success. The quality of a relationship is a function of, number one, whether or not it's based on a solid underlying friendship. Now, y'all only knew each other for four days. It's not like you have gone to camp together for half of your life, okay? So you've got to build a, a friendship. You have this friendship with this person that you're jealous of? Yes, I am jealous of him. Have that friend. Allow him that friend. It's great that you have a buddy. But this needs to be your buddy as well. And what do friends do? You know, they talk, they laugh, they share, they, they go do fun things together. That's what friends do. If all you ever deal with in a relationship are problems, you've got a problem relationship. If your only interaction is problem solving, you've got a problem relationship. You've got to laugh and love and live in a way that you're friends together. The second part is it's a function of the extent to which you meet the emotional needs of the other person. You're 80% done with a salon. You say, we're 80% we're getting this open and all that kind of stuff, and so I'm there till 2 and 3 in the morning. I tell you what, you're going to be a lonely guy down there at that salon. If you can't get that going without being there till two or three in the morning, then you need to take her down there with you or you need to get some, don't be right. Don't be right, you're getting ready to tell me, I ask her to be involved, I ask her to go, I want her to come and she won't do it. And then you'll say, we've got kids, there's a house to run. Okay, I understand that. You can be right and you can be divorced, but what you've got to do is be friends. You've got to really be friends. And look, I've been there. You're looking at an absolute, for sure, workaholic in recovery. And sometimes I slip out of recovery. I, because when I was first in practice, I mean, I was working, what, 20 hours a day? If you wanted to find me, emergency room at the hospital, up on one of the wards, two in the morning, two in the afternoon, same deal. Because I was a young lion, I'm going to stamp out disease and suffering. I'm going to cure the world. Boy, they can't. if I did not show up to the hospital, it would have caved in and fallen off the face of the earth. I truly believed that. So I was down there and instead of being at home. You don't want to succeed in business and fail in life. He is not a southern gentleman. He's from Detroit. <laughs> okay? Now... And then you're going to have to sit down and do some premarital counseling. Said, but we're already married. I know, but like you said, we're kind of doing this backwards. We kind of decided to live together and then get to know each other and then get married and then we'll do premarital counseling. That's okay. It's not too late. That's the good news. You, you know what you need is a strategy. You need a plan. In premarital counseling, I say you need to talk about important things like family, children, money, Division of labor, religion, in-laws, sex, expectations, all of the things that are going to define the merging of two lives. Because you're either going to merge like this or you're going to gnash like that. 
And I will give you the specific things to go through. I wrote a book uh, several years ago called Relationship Rescue. I'll give it to you on CD. I'll give it to you on cassette tape. <laughs> I will give it to you in book form. You can listen to it in your rusty car. You can listen to it. <laughs> did it have a CD player in it? Yes. Oh, it yes, yeah. yes. Okay, there you go. All right, had a CD player in it. All right. You know what this marriage needs more than anything in the world right now? Besides being here? What's that? This relationship needs a hero. This relationship needs somebody to step up and say, you know what, I'm not going to stand around and wait and see what my partner does. This relationship needs a hero. This relationship needs somebody to step up and say, you know what, I am going to create change. I am going to do the work that we need to do, and I'm going to approach this relationship with a spirit of acceptance. I was fully and completely prepared to tell you guys that you went too far too fast and weren't going to make it. You too can make it. You absolutely can make it. But you've got to take the approach. Will you do what I'm saying? I sure will. I'll will do you everything. Be, will you be the hero? I will be the hero. Will you be the hero? It, what if all of a sudden y'all just said, you know what? Salon, no salon. This, I mean, if he loves music, Support him in music. If she has certain needs, find a way to meet him. And it's not about spending a lot of money. Still to this day, I'll be somewhere on a trip and reach in my pocket and there's a little note from Robin. I, I get, you know, just, it, it's not something that, it's not something that costs a lot of money. It's just, it's just a little note on there and it'll say, I'm really proud of you. Men need to know that their wife's proud Absolutely. of them. They need to know that they're appreciated. Wake up every morning and ask yourself, what can I do today to make his life better? What can I do to make her life better? And if you will just talk less and listen more, I mean, with a woman, that's just, that's like catnip. If you, if you will just listen, I mean, that'd make a rabbit hug a hound. Can I say, can I say one thing, though? She's not a very, she doesn't communicate very much. I will she talk, doesn't talk that much. I will talk, Dr. Phil, I, my I, husband. You were so close. <laughs> you were so close. All right, I'm going to put you in the audience to think about what I've said. Next, we're going to meet a couple who claims their honeymoon was over before the suitcases were unpacked. Y'all at least spent four or five days living together. We'll be right back. She's given me several reasons not to trust her. She cried continually on the honeymoon. I don't even think that we had a honeymoon period. He's checked my emails, checked my cell phone. At this moment, I don't think that he'll ever trust me. And if that's the case, it's never going to work. talking to newlyweds on the verge of divorce. You're right, I'm talking about newlyweds who are barely out of the chute and already off in the ditch. After only three months of marriage, Donnie and Miranda's fighting has gotten so bad that he's already considering an annulment. Take a look. The honeymoon ended the second that we got to Cancun, Mexico. She cried continually and she wanted to go home. I don't even think that we had a honeymoon period. I think we got married, and now we've been married 100 years. Miranda and I have been married for three months, and we're already talking about annulment or a divorce. The main problems I see in my marriage are affection, intimacy, 
commitment. She's very, very selfish. I don't want to be single, but on the other hand, I don't want to be with a husband who has no trust for me. She's the man in this relationship, and I'm the woman in the essence when it comes to intercourse. Our sex life is a very touchy subject. Our sex life sucks. She likes to get it over and done with, and I like to enjoy each other. He wants sex whenever he can get it. He really tries anytime in hopes that one of the ten times that he asks, he'll get it. And it gets more obnoxious than anything. We probably had sex once this month. Because of my past, I'm used to having sex with guys once and that's it, never having to really face them again. Donnie doesn't trust me. She definitely did cheat on me while we were dating and she will not admit it. She actually posed naked once while we were dating. She posed with a saxophone. I didn't know about it at the time that she was naked walking around in front of all these guys and that bothered me big time. Donnie hates the fact that I keep in touch with men that I have had sex with. He's checked my emails, checked my cell phone. You're married. You should respect my opinion. You should respect my privacy. She is still caught up with ex-boyfriends that she refuses to let go. If it came between your friends and me, what would you choose? My friends, because I don't want to be married to somebody who makes me make those decisions. If there's a time that you're going to just, no kidding, be honest, not say something that you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings or whatever, now's the time to do it because if if this isn't right then you need to get real about that now why did you get married i love him he had had people in his past leave him before and he thought i he thought the whole time that i was going to leave him and being married i, I really thought that that'd give him a sense of security haven't you left him already um, we I mean, aren't you absolutely <laughs> unplugged from this marriage? I would not say absolutely, no. Well, okay, aren't you substantially unplugged from this marriage? <laughs> Materially unplugged from the marriage? Um, I think that finding other things outside of our marriage, whether it's a second job or something, is going to make it easier for me to deal with our marriage. Okay, so if you can distract yourself, you can tolerate him better? Yes. Is that what that means? Yes. That's not the strong foundation for a marriage. All right, I can like put up with you if I can just get some things where I don't have to think about you so much. Is, is that how you heard that? Uh, yeah, it's on a constant basis. She's always jumping out there trying to find, like she just got a new job as a substitute dance teacher at a high school. We've been you know, pursuing foster care. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily if you don't want to be married. You got married in May. We've been together about a year and a half. Yeah, okay, and then in July, you saw this email to an ex-boyfriend and it said, quote, you're always in my thoughts. And I'll cherish all the times that I've spent with you. Yeah, and I'll cherish all the times that I spent with you. Are you okay with that email or did that bother you? Oh, it, it really, really bothered me. It bothered you to a, a really bad I argument. I had no intentions with him as, as much as that sounds. When you were dating, you, you cheated on him then. Were you all in a committed relationship? I say yes. no. <laughs> and you say you didn't cheat with him. Right. Well, what you, but you got in a fight and broke up and went to a motel with somebody else? Oh, uh, we didn't. We didn't break up. Yeah. We never broke up. She said, I don't know whether I want to be with you right now. I just know I don't want to talk to you on the phone. She said she was going to spend the rest of the night with her family and come to find out after we got engaged, she finally spilled the whole truth of what happened that evening. I was hoping that this other guy, that something would happen with him and I could um, get out of our relationship. 
Okay. Which was but, two years ago. But you only went back to Donnie after this boyfriend said no. Um, pretty much. Yes. I didn't know that. Well, you do now. We're going to find out why Miranda is desperate in the face of all of this to get pregnant. Donnie and I are both ready to have a baby. I told her that I wasn't ready. What are you calling? I just need to get some information on some of the fertility testing. She would definitely do anything to take the attention off the problems, and I think bringing a child into the home is one of the ways of, of doing so. We're talking to newlywed couples already in crisis. After only three months, Donnie and Miranda are fighting to keep their marriage together. Now, would you agree that this marriage is in trouble? Yes. Yes. I question that you want to be married because I see the things you say and the things you do. You cried on your honeymoon. Well, no, I, I did. You wanted to go home. I did. I cried once because he was frustrated that nothing was going right. But then she also got more emotional and frustrated um, about on the Wednesday saying that she's not used to going anywhere without her family and wanted to go home. Tell me under what theory, strategy or logic, it seems rational to you, given the troubles in this union, to have a child? Um... I, I don't think it will make it better. I don't. But I have, ever since I was young, you know, I've, I've dreamed of being a mother. And I think Donnie would be a great father. And I think we would have great kids. But, but I do agree that it's probably not the best time. You say the only time you have sex is when you're ovulating? Just about. Um, <laughs> do you think it is fair? to bring a child into a troubled relationship. And here's what we know about it already. We know already that you're very upset and distressed that you aren't connected with your wife. We know that you have real problems being open and intimate mentally, physically, emotionally with your husband. I'd just like to say one thing, and she has said that she hates to have intercourse. She hates, she does not like sex, period. Uh, and she says it has nothing to do with me. Did, did you explain it. that to Donnie before you got married? I don't think it ever really came up um, much, like in that sense. She used to tell me the reason why she didn't like being too close together was because um, we weren't married. Did you fail to tell him how you really felt about it while you were dating? No. Have you two ever met? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you both look at me just so straight up, just like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, yes. Where's the... Before we were married, I, um, we made that decision to be intimate together. And I did feel guilty from the way I was raised. I, I knew that you weren't, you know, supposed to be having sex before you were married. But we made that decision, so I thought getting married was going to, it was, you know, I was going to feel okay. okay. Didn't you tell Donnie that you had had sex with 27 different partners before you got married? I don't know how many I told him. Um, somewhere around that number. And right. didn't you tell our producers that it was actually 40? 
Yeah. I, I told, I didn't ever tell him a specific number. I told yeah. him that I had made some choices in my past that I was not proud of. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because you just said, I just felt funny about having sex out of wedlock. But that's, that's, I fell into this trap of, I did it with him once, felt bad, and then I just, I just wanted a guy to like me. Well, the question is, should this have ever started to begin with? Should it continue? And if so, how are they going to bring that about? I'm going to tell you what I think about this next. I call them as I see them. We'll be right back. talking to Donnie and Miranda who are in trouble very early in their marriage. My question is, should the marriage have ever started? And is there a point at which you say, look, we have made a bad decision and we need to admit and acknowledge that now? Tell me what you're thinking and feeling right now. Out of all these guys that have treated her like she's nothing, I have showed her nothing but love. The more I'm with her, the more I find out lies upon lies and I don't understand why. I'm just completely, I'm 40. That just, I'm not. that just twists. It's like grabbing my heart and just in there squeezing. And I don't understand. What'd you want to say? I don't like admitting that. I don't like saying that number. I, I'm your husband. But like, you think that would have been nice to I know beforehand? I don't want to tell anyone, but that's not who I am today. Well, okay, you say that, then why did you go with that guy in October? If it's not who you were, why do you keep following the same path you do over and over again? Why, when I showed you every bit of my heart and everything that was in me, do you turn around and continually push me away to run away when I'm the one showing you as much love and compassion? What do you want to say? I made that decision. I made plenty of wrong decisions in my past, and I made that decision to go with that other guy two years ago. But all you had to do was be open and honest with me. I mean, even when we and were together... And he makes it sound very easy to be open and honest with him, and it's not. He's, he's very... He's very... Um, I can't think of a word. Counselorish is what she calls me. Well, you've called him clingy. You've called him needy. You've called him annoying. It, the, the, all of those things bother you. The things that you're saying when I am so loving and caring and attentive and compassionate, and you describe that as controlling, clingy, and smothering. That's almost like he tries too hard. The only thing worse than being in a bad marriage for a year is being in a bad marriage for a one year and a day, or one year and two days. If you're in trouble, you've got to do one of two things. You've either got to fix it, or you've got to end it. You need for absolute sure, you need some professional help. You, you need some help to sort out your history, sort out your feelings, sort out your intimacy issues. You need to decide whether you're willing to give her time to do that and see if she can come to the table and meet you at the level that you want to be engaged. The only possible way I would ever do that if she would just be honest. She can't do that with you right now. And so therefore, if that is a discontinuation criteria, if that is a deal breaker, 
then I think you need to face that at this point because I, I think you're at a point where you don't feel safe enough with him to be completely honest because of the reactions you get back if you were to tell him everything you thought and felt. True? I would agree with that. So you either need some professional help to put together an environment in which you can feel safe in doing that, or you need to decide we're 90 days into a deal we should have never done. Sometimes you make the right decision, and sometimes you have to make the decision right. If you knew then what you knew now, would you have married her? Um, there is a love that exists between us under all the rubble that, that is undeniable. If you knew then what you know now, would you still marry him again? Yes. I think he was probably one of the first people that I met that that stuck it stuck it through with me. Is um, this a big test? I hope not. I mean, serious? Is this a big test? I think it's kind of new to both of us. I mean, he's been married before, but and I had made decisions in the past before. If I get you the help, will you take it? Yes. I mean, really. Seriously, you, you will go and participate and take it, will you? Yeah, I, I will. And, and then you can make an informed decision about what you want to do? Yeah. I, I will go. I will support and do whatever I can. And you'll participate because you yeah. got a side of this. This isn't all her. Oh, I know. It, There's two you. sides to every story. And I can't decide this for you, but I plead with you, do not get pregnant at this point. Let me just, just, just let me speak on behalf of this unborn child and say, do not bring this child into a tumultuous, emotionally barren, uncertain world and relationship in which both of you are emotionally ill-equipped to add that responsibility and burden to what, get your business done first, get, get yourself straight. You owe that to that child to prepare the world for his or her coming. You know, it's always struck me funny that if you want to open a street vendor hot dog stand in America, you got to get a license. You want to drive a car, you have to get a license. You want to get married, psh, you know, no test, no nothing. You go down, pay two bucks, they give you a piece of paper, and you're all set to get married. There's more to it than that. There's a huge difference between getting somebody to say, I do, and putting yourself in a position where you can say, I am happily married. If you're thinking about tying the knot, do your homework first. And I promise you, DrPhil.com will have a list of specific questions you need to ask yourself before you walk down that aisle. And if you've walked down it recently, or maybe even not so recently, look at those questions. See how you would answer them. Um, I thank both of you couples for your honesty and your candor. We have a plan in place for both of you. It will be interesting to see what you create in your own lives and your marriages. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Thank you.